This portion of the show is brought to you by Eric and Lisa Boatner at Allstate Insurance Agency in Flagstaff. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, weekly roundup, uh, ending a very busy week here. We'll go back on some things. Uh, I got some new stuff as well, including the Arizona budget and Hobbs releasing that thing. Uh, plus, last night the bombs were flying. Uh, U.S. and U.K. planes dropped a whole bunch of bombs on the Houthis in Yemen after attacks on bunch of shipping in the Red Sea. So the war there escalating, and who knows where this could go. I've been saying for a long time that they always things always heat up, especially when financial crisis continues to hit and imbalances are exposed as far as how much money they've spent that we didn't have. And, you know, usually that ends up in some kind of mass conflagration of war and, and who knows what. So we'll I, I don't know. I don't know where it's all going to go, but bombs were a drop and we'll see if this continues into, you know, tonight and on from there. Uh, Arizona, as you know, the budget out from Katie Hobbs, Governor Katie Hobbs had to release the budget today. And no surprise there, you know, four or five hundred billion dollars, about a half. Let's call it about a half billion dollars. Less spent, less money available for the politicians to spend uh, because tax revenues are down. And I, I say about a half billion because they really don't know yet. This, these are all projections. And these guys are often very, very, very wrong in their projections. That's why there's four or five hundred billion dollars less than they projected last year because they're just trying to guess all this stuff and they don't they just don't know and i i guess the end of this month actual tax receipts will come out um what what's been coming in and a more accurate picture will be painted for arizona but what's frustrating to me is how the corporate media just paints this as the end of the world and i've got some headlines and examples to show you and how it's deficit and and um, I think one even used the word going broke. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? The budget doubled in 10 years. If it, if it, if it goes back $500 million or even a billion dollars, it's, it's not going broke. It's redirecting yourself to spend appropriately for the money you're taking in, which they're taking in still far too much of our tax dollars. I'll give you some of the numbers. Plus uh, the fight in Congress continues where you know, um, I almost said McCarthy, Johnson, same thing, really. Johnson goes to the Democrats and says, hey, no no deal unless we get border security. And the Democrats, we'll give you $60 billion. You get your Ukraine money if we get border security. And the Democrats say, no, go pound sand. And, and Johnson's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go do that. I, I agree with you. I'll do whatever you say, uh, my Democrat overlords. Um, so they're going back and forth. But wait till you hear some of these immigration or um, – uh, illegal numbers and some of the agenda that's happening that the Dem- the the Republicans are going along with as far as supposed crackdown on immigration. It's all a load of crap. Um, they have no intention of securing that border, save a few cons- true conservative, actual conservative members in Congress that are left. I'll give you all the details. I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right. You know, I bought a, a, a new dump trailer from American Trailer Company just north of Flagstaff. 
they gave me excellent service. They also had a huge selection on their yard there. It's right on 89. So you, you go past the mall, you keep going north, kind of by Timberline Firearms and Training, just about five, five, six, seven minutes outside Flagstaff. Huge yard full of uh, dump trailers, flatbed trailers, uh, cargo trailers, you name it, they got it. Uh, you can see their whole inventory at americantraileraz.com. Check it out. Uh, you don't need to go to Phoenix. Look, they try to be around the same price or even lower than Phoenix. Uh, you're in the Verde Valley. You're in Prescott. You're in the Flagstaff area. Winslow, Williams, Holbrook, you name it. Uh, come on in the Flagstaff if you're thinking about buying a trailer, whether it's for you got a farm, you got a ranch, maybe you just got ATVs, UTVs. Uh, you're like me. You got a bunch of uh, equipment that you need. Uh, get uh, your construction. Hey, check out American Trailer Company just north of Flagstaff. Full inventory at americantraileraz.com. That's americantraileraz.com. Okay, so... Like I said, $400 billion or so less than last year's what I would call bloated $17.8 billion budget is what Arizona's facing. So where are we looking at here? Seventeen point four. I mean, what's the big deal here? And the corporate media and Democrats are all crying that this is the end of the world, and they're all trying to figure out why Arizona is having such a budget problem. And I don't consider this a budget problem, if you know the history. Check out this article from the Arizona Republic. I, I find it quite funny in a sad clown show kind of way. Uh, this guy wrote this headline, tax cut and school vouchers are not causing Arizona's budget shortfall. So that's something we actually agree with, uh, analyst says. And the analyst is Ray Stern. I don't know who Ray Stern is. But um, he, has, he has some good points in here, being that it is not the school vouchers, the ESA expansion, you know, the 72,000 kids that can now go to the school of their choice, homeschooling, uh, private school, ex- those micro schools, online schools, rather than going to the jacked up public school. They can get out of the government-run, mind-numbing control schools and go to the school of their choice that more shares their value. Um, so I guess he agrees with that. But the Democrats and Hobbs and, and the corporate media, that cheerleader along, they keep saying, hey, this is because of the ESA, the ESAs, the ESAs, and the tax cuts, right? And it's just, it, it, here's, here's the opening line or one of the, maybe a paragraph in in this article. Arizona's budget went from flush to broke in just a few months forcing lawmakers to start the New Year's session by clawing back previous expenditures and preparing for more painful cuts ahead. We did not go from flush to broke. We went to bloated and spending too much to having to go back to the realistic amount of money and revenue that's actually coming in. I mean, to, to, to say that the state's going broke, flush to broke in just a few months uh, is, is, is a ridiculous uh, opening statement here in this article. So, and I've told you before, I, I've gone over the budget with you over the last 10 years. I've tracked this. And when Ducey got into office, he had a budget of $9.5 billion. I go back to 2014 when Brewer was still governor. She had an $8.8 billion budget. Uh, then it was uh, two point, or not, I'm sorry, 9.5. Ducey, 9.5. 2016, 2017, 9.8, 2018, 9.8, 2019, 10.4 billion, 2020 starts growing out of control, 11.6 billion, 2021, 12.4 billion. Uh, and when I was having guests on from the legislature, and I don't think the governor was talking to me anymore at that point because he went COVID crazy and he bought into all the crap at first. So come around 2000 and uh, 
what was it? March, 2020, um, March, April, May, 2020, I started calling him Lord Ducey and his people didn't like that. So he was no longer, he never appeared on the show again. And he was on like maybe every quarter prior to that, since he was in office, since I started the show, you know, since I started the show in 2017. So yeah, he, it started going berserk. So people from the legislature come on the show and I say, watch out, you're spending too much. So 2020, 11.6 billion, 2021, 12.4 billion. Then 2022, it's like, boom, bam, $14.25 billion. Then Ducey's last budget that he did, and at this point, I'm like, you guys are out of your mind crazy. Ducey actually, and and I made a little mistake in an article I put out uh, last week. I said that Hobbs has the credit for peak spending in Arizona. It was actually Ducey. I apologize for that. Ducey was $18.1 billion for his final budget in 2023. So, like I said, nine point five billion to, to eighteen billion, eighteen point one billion, you know, ne- nearly a doubling there. And then Hobbs' first budget last year, seventeen point eight billion. So she is the second highest spending governor in Arizona's history, just behind Ducey's record, eighteen point one billion. So the corporate media and the Democrats just need to chill out and calm down a little bit. They never complained when the budget grew by a billion dollars. Every year from 2018, 2018, it grew a billion to 19, 19 to 20, it grew a billion, 20 to 21, it grew a billion, 21 to 22, it grew 2 billion, 22 to 23, it grew 4 billion. And, and then it settled back down just by, you know, a few hundred million dollars after that. They never cried as, as it was going up. They never whined as it was going up. And all the, the people who are at the trough of government spending, which is taxpayer money that's being distributed to all of them, they, no, you know, no, nobody whines on the way up. So don't whine on the way down when you got to scale it back a little bit. And that's exactly what they got to do. They got to scale it back. It may even have to be scaled back more next year. So what are we looking at? 17.4, you know, 17.3 billion dollar budget just just keep in mind in 2022 is at 14 billion and we were fine at the 10 and 11 billion dollar range for many many years just a few years ago everything went crazy in this country well a long time ago but everything really went crazy after 2019 into 2020 and the COVID hysterics and then nothing everything new baselines have been established and nobody wants to take things back down to realistic levels so stop the whining cut the budget i would even cut it more if you're four hundred uh, uh, million dollars short on your revenue, I, I would say cut eight hundred million, cut a billion, bring the budget back down to, or back to sixteen point eight billion, for example, which would still be the third highest budget in Arizona's history. I'd bring it back down to twelve billion and just cut and slash and burn and churn and get this thing fixed and get yourself prepared for maybe some leaner times ahead. So anyway, yeah, the, the article goes on in, in the Arizona Republic. Um, excuse me, uh, dry. The, the article goes on in the Arizona Republic um, to talk about how it's the revenue coming in, and you know, there's less tax revenue. So yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And it's, this is not this is not rocket science here. It's not the kids that are deciding to go to a better school through the ESA program. Stop blaming uh, it, the, the adults. Should stop blaming the children for their adult problems. And for their overspending over the years. Love your comments. Talk talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Okay, now on to the feds. 
And I think we're about to get scammed by the Republicans once again. If you're a conservative out there um, and you're still in the Republican Party, I don't know what to tell you anymore. They keep doing this stuff in Washington, D.C., keep getting a new Speaker of the House. Um, They keep saying, hey, if we just get control, just give us control, just give us control. And the same old crap happens over and over again. So $60 billion to Ukraine. This is the latest budget proposal, the um, discretionary spending budget that the uh, Republicans and Democrats and the Biden administration has come up with. And it's a gem because I'm reading that the immigration concessions that the Republicans got from the Democrats is something like, oh, you're going to get 5,000 illegals. You know, the first 5,000 illegals in a day get in for free, basically. No, I'm not not making this stuff up. It's out there. Uh, There's leaked wording from, you know, the wonderful McConnell and the the guy that just never leaves, just the consummate insider, Mitch McConnell. Wasn't that guy not even speaking just a couple months ago? Anyway, um, for 5,000 illegals get in, you know, and they're going to get lawyers. They're going to get travel. uh, They're going to get all this stuff. You know, like the bus ride to New York City. Where they show up and displace that that happened. Did you see that that video? Two thousand kids get displaced from a public school. Two thousand kids that go to that school had to get moved out of the school while illegals were bust in. It's crazy. So what they're saying is, hey, five thousand illegals, okay, we don't got quite a problem. That's like per day, right? The next five thousand though, maybe we'll have to deport them. You know, if we have a surge one day and there's, you know, 6,000 coming in or 10,000 or whatever. 5,000 you guys get in, 5,000 others we're going to deport. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. I deport them all, every single last one of them. Not one of them should be allowed to come into the country illegally. Send them back. Send them back. So what happened was the, well, what the corporate media calls the hardline Republicans said, this bill sucks. You know, talking Freedom Caucus people like Congressman Andy Biggs here in Arizona and others said, this bill sucks. Go back to the Democrats, Johnson, and, and uh, come up with a better deal. So he says, hey, we'll give you the $60 billion for Ukraine funding so we can fund the forever war that's never going to be won over there and keep dragging us out so more and more people die rather than coming up with some kind of solution. Anyway, send $60 billion there, and we want our immigration, you know, we want our border security fix. Democrats quickly say no, no. No, we, we're not. You, you will send the $60 billion to Ukraine. We will protect their borders uh, and our borders will remain wide open. And what's Johnson do? He's like, huh, okay, I'm going to stick by my bud, the budget plan despite the blowback from the conservatives in Congress. Yeah, no, uh, the, the Democrats said no to our deal, guys. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, we're going to have to pay the $60 billion and we don't get border security. But I'm going to stick with that because I'm a, conser- I'm a true conservative. You know, I've got a long-term plan here. This guy's a goober like the last guy. Um, so, and here's the budget and, and, and financial trickery that they put at you. The, you know, remember that the, the reporters are all reporting, it's the, the top-line budget. They come up with these words. They don't even know what they're talking about. They have no idea. They couldn't run a lemonade stand. So the, the top-line budget is $1.59 trillion. This is for discretionary spending. So that's, that's, that's the things that Congress actually controls. Maybe a third of the budget at this point, uh, 70% is just on autopilot. They don't even control it anymore, and it's out of control, totally out of control to the tune of $2 trillion deficit per year. So the top-line budget is $1.59 trillion. And then all of a sudden you start reading this plus around sixty nine billion in additional budget tweaks. I thought that, I thought we were at the top line. Isn't the top line one point five nine trillion? So it's not really the top line. It's the top line plus. What what kind of crap is this? 
Just keep swallowing them, man. Uh, 1.59 trillion plus around 69 billion in additional budget tweaks. That's from the Hill. So what's that? So the top line budget, the top line budget is actually 1.659 trillion then? Wow. That's impressive. Remember all those cuts they were promising you? Cuts, cuts. Oh, this is the biggest, um, the, what, what did Johnson say? Something about the, this, like the biggest thing that they've done in 20 years. Wow. You guys are impressive. So, we get a $1.659 trillion discretionary budget, and that's the big cuts. And last year was $1.7 trillion. This, that's no cuts. That's nothing because by the time they find the errors that they've made and all the other, what do they call it, additional budget tweaks, quote-unquote additional budget tweaks, it's going to be over $1.7 trillion. Where are the cuts? There's no cuts. These guys are absolute liars. All they care about is staying in office and funding the machine, and that's it. You're never going to see any change with these people. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Top line spending. I'll tell you what. They must have a whole bureaucratic cubicle department coming up with stupid words. Hey, if your uh, smartphone is broken, stop on my Just Wireless. uh, Right on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff. Just Wireless can fix your cracked screens, charging ports, batteries. So if your phone's just... Getting zapped by the cold in about three seconds. Bad battery. What do they last now? Two years if you're lucky. Stop on by Just Wireless to fix that for you. Plus, they've got a great line of refurbished phones at Just Wireless. Good for your, good for your top line or bottom line, your bottom line spending. <laughs> good for that and uh, also good for the environment. Just Wireless right there on Milton. Plus, visit them online at JustWirelessAZ.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. All right. Uh, I, I, I do want you to remember Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. It's important because if you get a rock ship in your windshield, that can spread to the rest of your windshield. Then you got a costly, complete glass replacement if you don't go over there real quick. And there's a lot of cinders on the road right now with the, well, not as much as usual, but there are quite a bit of cinders on the road and ice chunks and this and that that gets in your windshield and causes these rock ships. Uh, Diamond Auto Glass, call them first. You call your insurance company. A lot of times they, they route you to uh, one of those big national chain glass companies costing you costly time, uh, time, costly replacement, sometimes more, uh, and they're going to send you to their shop instead of you dealing with a great northern Arizona company, and that's Diamond Auto Glass. I've been going there for years, folks. They've done a great job, great customer service. Call Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140. That's Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140, or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Welcome back. Yeah, it was a busy week. Um, I try to put up 
articles at least once a day during the week, mostly Arizona-centric things. Not always, but but mostly. So if you go to talkwithjeff.com and you click on Jeff's top news picks, uh, you can also subscribe so you get the notifications. Like I said, we don't blast you. We're not selling it or anything. It's you know once a day during the week, maybe twice a day. Sometimes we even skip a day. Uh, but talking about the inflation on yesterday, uh, that was an article where the CPI numbers came in, quote-unquote, hotter than expected. Uh, we kind of go over the numbers in the article. It's a quick one-minute, two-minute read that we're around 4% inflation, actually, but we're really about 8% inflation still. Uh, another article and another thing that's going to be impacting all of you here in Arizona and as the election heats up is the abortion issue. This is going to be big on the 2024 election, on the November election, because I fully expect that the group, it's Arizona for Abortion Access, uh, is pushing for a constitutional amendment in the state to expand abortion dramatically. Uh, they say it's to protect abortion access in Arizona and ensure every person can make this deeply personal decision with dignity. Uh, but a new group called It Goes Too Far, which we will get on the program here at some point, they actually launched an effort, and I got links to their website up at talkwithjeff.com, right in the um, you know my top news picks. Uh, they say that this thing is basically going to actually legalize abortion, quote-unquote abortion, up to birth under the broad mental health exemption. And the way I explained this yesterday on the program was you go to a doctor and you basically get a, I got a mental health issue here. So here's your, here's your doctor's note to get an abortion at any time. And it goes too far as saying basically the whole term, you know, the whole term, like California style abortion. And uh, obviously they're really concerned. I'm really concerned with this happening. We've got a 15 week abortion ban in the state. Uh, a lot of states have gone that route. So abortion is not illegal in Arizona. It just has a limitation on it, which is nearly four months into the pregnancy. Another group also in this article, there's a, a link to their site and they've got a lot of information on this issue as well. It's called Decline to Sign. Uh, they've begun a grassroots effort encouraging Arizonans not to sign the pro-abortion petition um, going forward. And they don't want, in another quote here, to be Arizona to become an abortion haven uh, if this initiative passes. So they got to get almost 400,000 signatures, a lot more really, because there's going to be a lot of bad signatures. That's the group trying to get this constitutional amendment on the, the ballot for November They've got till July 3rd. So, like I said, the client to sign is encouraging people not to sign this thing. I, you know, people got to be prepared to um, have campaigns against this thing coming up because it, it's going to get, I'm pretty certain this will get on the ballot. There's a lot of money funding this thing and a lot of money um, coming into the state. Uh, one more you should check out, which I thought was pretty cool. And I actually was texting with the bill's sponsor last night. Uh, the bill's by... Let me find it. Representative Barbara. Oh, you figured I'd Barbara Parker, Representative Barbara Parker, HB 2096. This was a bill that would ban the counties from requiring building permits for tiny homes, homes under 600 square feet of living space. I actually like this one because I don't know why we're doing building inspections on these little homes out in the middle of nowhere. And somebody from some county office has to drive two hours one way and then two hours back to inspect, you know, ridiculous work um 
People can build something. People can buy things pre-built, things like that. She has a bill, proposed bill. Hasn't been assigned any committees yet, so it's pretty f- not very far at all along in the process. But it's something, if you want to deal with the so-called housing crisis in Arizona, there's a lot of rural land out there, maybe out in the middle of nowhere, but an opportunity for people to at least build a small home and have self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and get into the housing market. I This is a good plan uh, to get people you know, into their own home and to start building some equity. Anyway, it's HB 2096, no building permits in the county. Now, it's not in the cities or towns, it's out in the rural areas, and it's under 600 square feet and has a lot of restrictions on it, like what you can do. You can do a small garage, things like that. Um, so we'll, we'll keep looking at that and see if she can get this bill at least into the discussion process because the politicians, their plan is always like Hobbs. She wants to throw hundreds of millions of dollars at housing down payment assistance programs. So a few people will get a house. It'll do nothing, nothing to help uh, the cost of housing. In fact, it may do the opposite. Anytime you throw money, anytime government throws money at anything to solve it, I think we'll start seeing this nationally with housing. They throw money at it. It makes it more expensive. Think student loans. Think student uh, or, or college university costs. University costs have, have skyrocketed. As soon as the government money became available, there's more money chasing those colleges. So the prices skyrocketed and university became out of reach and people had to borrow more and more money to get into it. All right. Love to hear from you. Hey, why don't you go out to Timberline Firearms and Training just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall right there in 89. Uh, Great indoor shooting range. Plus, they've got all kinds of training courses that'll, you know, help you get to the next level when it comes to firearm skills, safety, stop the bleed course is a must. Uh, call Timberline Firearms and Training, 928-526-7900. Book a course right now, 928-526-7900. Or drive on out there, go to their indoor shooting range, check out all their firearms, ammunition, accessories. Plus, they're safe, so I got a safe from, from uh, Timberline right over the Christmas break. Timberline Firearms and Training, hang tight. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Okay, so it was, and I was telling you about a couple of bills down at the Arizona legislature, and I'll continue over the weeks to track them and bring in, at least try to once a week, bring in someone from the legislature to say, here's what's going on, at least from their point of view, their perspective. Uh, but somebody who's been down there, who was down there for eight years, he's a regular contributor here on the program. He's also running for um, county recorder in Coconino County which is an important position that uh, I think he would do really good in. And that's uh, former state representative Bob Thorpe. Because I brought him in this week to explain what the process is down there at the legislature. It was opening week at the legislature. Monday, Hobbs comes out and gives her state state address. And then the legislature starts to get to work, puts in their bills, of which there'll be many, many hundreds or a couple thousand. I'm not sure of the exact number. But basically, I asked Bob earlier this week, and here's a few-minute clip with Bob Thorpe, uh, what the process is from opening day on. So the the first day um, when you pretty much don't get anything done. 
Yeah, the the governor does her speech. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a big open house. Okay. Uh, you have guests, of course, that you know uh, are, come down to the legislature, just like you you have done in the past. Um, one of the requirements of this first week is the governor has to submit her budget on Friday, uh, the first the first Friday. Oh, um, this is going to be grand. And and of course, you know, she's been working on it. Her staff has been working on it. Uh, for months and months and months, you know, so it's not something they're rushing. They, they might have a little bit of fine tuning to do. Um, but that's, that's kind of one of the first hurdles that happens this first week, uh, back in session. Um, the other thing is that members, um, have already started, uh, before session starts as far as any kind of bills that they would like to try to run. Um, so they've gone through the legislative council, they've dra- gotten their bills drafted, but they, they're, they have certain deadlines. Like I think one of the first deadlines is at the end of this week, uh, to drop a certain number of bills. I think it's pretty much unlimited, you know, as far as the number of bills that you can submit. Um, there's another deadline. I think that happens sometime in February. Um, and then after that, that's like final deadline. Yeah. Like that, February, okay. Yeah. And then after that, it's very difficult to try to introduce anything new. How many bills get introduced approximately every session? I've, I've heard a number like 3000. No, um, it's not quite that high. Okay. Um, you know, at least when I was down there, I think it was closer to like the 1200 uh, okay. mark. How uh, many make uh, it through Republican and Democrat, uh, a small fraction of that, maybe one, one fourth or one third of the okay. that number. Because they have to go through the whole process, which is going to different committees. Typically, um, so in the House, the the uh, Speaker of the House decides where your bills are going to be assigned, and um, typically, your your bill will have to be reviewed in at least two committees. Um, so, uh, for example, if it's a I served on the Transportation Committee, um, so if it was a roads related bill, um, it would have to be heard in the Transportation Committee. Uh, the only other committee would have to be heard in um, was the Rules Committee, to, and and Part of the rules committee is kind of interesting. Uh, it's a place where bills can be killed, but it, most importantly, it's uh, uh, determining whether the bill is constitutional. It meets um, both the, the state and federal constitution as well as that it's been drafted in the proper format. And and so it's kind of a formality. So once a bill uh, goes through at least two committees, um, then it, it's heard on the floor. Um, first, if it's a House bill, it's heard on the House floor, and it has to be voted on in the House floor. If it makes it through that, then the process starts over in the Senate and vice versa. Um, and so um, if a, a speaker, for example, the speaker or the president of the Senate decides they want to kill a bill, uh, they'll assign it to like three or four uh, committees. Just never make it through the process. Or they'll just hold on to it and it never gets assigned to any okay. any committee at all. Okay. Um, they and, have that sole authority. They do. To just say, okay, Bob submitted a bill to do X, Y, Z. Nope, I'm just not assigning. It's dead. Right. So they there's other other ways of getting bills through the system. Um, something called a, that we would do down there is called a striker. So you, you come up with a bill that's uh, uh, very uncontroversial as far as that goes, and um, and the whole idea of the bill is that if you have an issue that's important um, that you can't get through the regular bill process, you can use a striker and basically re- replace the language in the striker bill <laughs> with with whatever you're trying okay. to get through the system. And and so sometimes that's a way of getting a bill um, through the House or through the Senate um, that maybe the Speaker has blocked. 
Or maybe something came or, up later in the session and you're like, hey, this is a big uh, issue now. An, an issue that becomes important or maybe the original bill got um, got killed in a committee. Okay. And you still feel it's an important bill. Yeah. So like original bill was to save the Jaguar. Did you hear about that? Jaguar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. How do you say it? Jaguar. Jaguar. If He's more British. If, if you're in England. Jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguar that was spotted in southern Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was that bill, but they strike it all and they, they make it the... Um, swimming pool for every legislator. Swimming pool for all every rep in Arizona. There bill. you go. So, so it could be something totally different. It's totally weird. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's how they do that. Okay. Um, but right, what you're seeing, and you sent me an article that's saying that the Dems are just refusing at this point mm-hmm. to talk to the Republicans regarding budget issues. Is the the, the legislature which, we're talking? Isn't which, that common? I mean, yeah, isn't it? You, it's not that unusual because because it's it's a split government. You have the the Her Excellency, <laughs> Governor Katie Hobbs, up there in the ninth floor of the of the of the tower, the right, tower. Mm-hmm. and uh, the castle. Mm-hmm. That's that's where Excellency people mm-hmm. go to the to the top floor. And you have the both houses, this the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, both side they're, they're controlled by Republicans. Only one one seat though. Right. In each, it's, it's real slim, very slim. So of course they're going to come up with their budget. She's going to release hers. And they're, they're going to be button heads. I mean, she's already attacking, and we've reported on this for a while now, and it's really heated up the past week, especially during her State of the State address on Monday. She's attacking the empowerment scholarship accounts. Right. And she claims that this, she makes this bogus, idiotic, devoid of, of back-of-the-napkin math claim mm-hmm. that the empowerment scholarship accounts, the backpack of money is going to bankrupt the state and it's right. going to take up so much of the budget. Now we're facing, you know, they say a billion dollars, but that's over two years. Now we're facing this made-up, totally phony, load-of-crap budget deficit. It's totally false mm-hmm. because budget deficit based off of what? The peak spending that these people brought upon the state going from – uh, nine billion all the way up to eighteen billion, and what they got to go back to seventeen five or seventeen billion? That's totally it's totally made up, Bob. So the ESA does not change the amount of money that the state spends on education. No. the The only time that you would see a reduction in the amount of money that the state spends is uh, when uh, parents decide to homeschool their children, and they're not receiving any kind of assistance from the and state. And now they're in it. Yeah. And and um, so they're paying. They've been paying taxes forever. They've been paying taxes forever, uh, and they're not getting. They're not getting the return on investment. So, um, but for the typical student that is a, attending a public school, and they decide to take that ESA money, the state's portion doesn't change at all because they're going to receive the state's portion. The only portion that really changes is local taxpayer money. You local one, yeah. And so when you're talking about, um, what was it, 74,000 students in the uh, ESA? Angela checked it last week. It was, it was over 70,000. Yeah, yeah. It's growing. So um, when when you're talking about that, that amount of money, uh, and and those students that are no longer in the public schools, but they're only receiving the ESA from the state, um, the local state payer or state taxpayers are, uh, or I, let's let's back up the local taxpayers uh, in Flagstaff mm-hmm. in Coconino County, you name it, um, they're gonna uh, they're not spending as much money on that student. It's maybe even cut in half uh, how much money that the local taxpayers are are contributing to that student's education. Well, I've heard. The- the number 7,000, that's what the yeah. ESA kid gets, but the number that the 
public schools getting per head is like 14. I've heard that. Right. 13, 14,000. 14, sure. I don't know what it actually is. It's, it's a lot though. And mm-hmm. simple math is saving money to send these kids to the private school. Assuming you shut down and modify the public schools to address the lesser amount of kids going there. Right. If you keep everything running as is, yeah, of course it's going to bankrupt the state. That's not my problem that you got a jacked up public school that sucks. Mm-hmm. So fine, go bankrupt. I won't cry. Nobody mm-hmm. should. Oh, but I used to play football there 40 years ago. Who cares? It sucks now. You know, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just like there's so many, not all of them, but the public schools have changed dramatically since you went there. Right. And if it's time for them to shut down because they suck, shut them down. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to cry about that. And there's not going to be any, There's. it's not like, oh, the kids now have nowhere to go to school. You know, mm-hmm. their school got cut, to, just got blown up by a, you know, wrecking ball mm-hmm. because they had to close it and it's, it's now abandoned, right? Mm-hmm. And there, there's tears and stuff. Not really. So you just competition will take it take over. You and I have talked about our property tax bills in the past, and how ha- and it's like over half or th- maybe even two thirds of your property tax is going towards uh, FUSD. It's close to half, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's painful, and then every, and I always send my kids there, Bob. And then every couple of years, uh, FUSD goes ahead and and uh, puts something on the ballot, the override, where they want additional money. Yep, and and so yeah. It, we never seem to get ahead. Are you looking to talk with someone who you can bounce some ideas off of when it comes to and get a second opinion when it comes to your portfolio, when it comes to the markets and what's going on with the economy and where maybe you need to be as far as, hey, maybe you're a few years from retirement. Why don't you call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management? I bring him on the show a lot to talk about and bounce ideas back and forth with him. Uh, I also like his stances when it comes to the crazy wokeness that's gone on in corporate America. Also, uh, to get a second opinion, call Glenn Least, have that one-on-one complimentary consultation with Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. See how Glenn is putting the power back in the hands of his investors and making their portfolios great again. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right. After a long week, it's a good time to head on over to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Voted best sports bar in Flagstaff many years in a row. Great specials. Uh, They've got their $4 menu going on all the time. Plus, don't forget next week, they've got the the lunch and and dinner specials, all-day specials, I should call them, uh, from opening to close Monday through Thursday. But go check it out right now. Get get sun off their $4 menu or get a great Philly cheesesteak. I love those. Great burger, uh, great salads, desserts as well, and plus lots of great drink specials at Sportsman's Bar and Grill, just north of the downtown Flagstaff with plenty of parking up there in the Basha Shopping Center. Stop on by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. All right, 
Welcome back. Uh, hey, if you got any comments, always love hearing from you. I don't know if I'll get to them today, but we'll pile them up for Monday's show. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I'm looking forward to a Sunday when my wife Angela comes back after bringing our daughter to um, Athens, Greece, where she's doing an exchange program. You know, she goes to NAU. She's in her junior year. She, I'm really proud of her. She paid for this whole thing, and uh, it's it's it'd be a good experience for four months. And yeah, they've been over there, but I'm ready to have Angela back, and hopefully, maybe she can come on the show Monday if she's not too jet lagged to tell you about her experience uh, in Athens and in Italy. But I was reading this article from where did it go? DailyMail.com. It just popped up specifically on Athens. And, you know, I'm thinking about going to Dubai when we're going to go back out there in March and visit and then take a trip to various places. Dubai was one of them. But maybe Athens is going to become, quote unquote, mini Dubai, uh, $6.8 billion luxury seaside complex, turning ancient Athens into a mini Dubai. Locals fear huge development featuring 650 foot towers, marina for mega yachts and casino will make city of a playground for uber rich. With all Greekness wiped out, I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen or not. But uh, obviously, the warm waters that surround there and um, the climate's pretty good. Although she sent me pictures, there's snow on all the mountains all around Athens, and they're you know wearing winter gear. It's in you know in the 40s there, so it's a rough time of year, I guess, to go there. Not as cold as around here, though, right? Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. And, I look forward to, to checking that out. She's sending me the receipts for some of the meals they're having, though. It is definitely a lot cheaper. Like, they got this huge dinner for three, you know, with all kinds of stuff, drinks as included. Uh, it was 30 euros. But, you know, dinner time at a restaurant, 30 euros for three people. So what would that cost here? 100 bucks, $130, something like that. So I guess there's still some bargains to be had around the world. All right, um... Do this for me. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, we're going to keep bringing you interviews with candidates that are running. On Monday, obviously, we'd be talking Iowa. I'm supposed to have, on Monday's program, in case you're tuning out here now and ha have to run for the weekend, I'm supposed to have on the author of the article on The Federalist about what was going on in Coconino County and the elections department and outside money coming in to, quote, unquote, help with their elections. He had a lengthy article, which I put a link in on the podcast the other day. So I'm supposed to have him on Monday, plus coverage of Iowa. Hopefully I have my voice back here a little bit. Plus coverage of Iowa and breaking down Katie Hobbs' budget, which I'm going to need the weekend I don't want to have to do this on the weekend, but I'll do it. I'm going to need the weekend to break down Katie Hobbs' proposed budget and the you know the budget crisis we're in. This is the crap they're throwing out. And we'll also see what's going on in D.C., see if any Republicans, more Republicans, will join the very few and grow a spine to get border security before sending spending any more money and agreeing upon a budget. Shut the government down if you have to. All right, folks, hang tight. More to come. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of the show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered.
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. Hi, this is Jeff Orvitz, and I started Flagstaff4Lease.com several years ago to provide homes and office space in the Flagstaff area. Check out my current listings up at Flagstaff, the number 4, Lease.com. That's Flagstaff4Lease.com. We've got everything from one to four bedroom homes available right now. Also, we have office space. Single room suites up to larger spaces are now available up at Flagstaff4Lease.com or call 928-526-7909. Flagstaff4Lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. Community.